This is loudspeaker. This show features scenes that may not be appropriate for all audiences. A full list of content warnings is available in the show notes. Remember that nothing is what it seems when you're tuned into the weird. The man in front of you catching his breath is Henry Wilson, local resident of Carrion Hill, Alabama. For the past few minutes, he has been chased out of town and onto the premises of an old mining facility nearby. Aside from the music from the local bar, it's quiet out near the mines. Henry looks around, the thing following him, seemingly having lost his trail. Suddenly, something lurches out from the shadows and with a large talon, slits Henry's throat. He struggles to breathe as the monster lurches again. everybody to the weird our new mixed ttrpg podcast slash audio drama that focuses on comedy and horror i am your the director i am the 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 madman behind this this project charles joseph kelly and with me i've got to my co-hosts and i'll let them introduce themselves Nobody? Nobody? I, okay. I just assumed you... No, I, I, I don't know. Based on the, the typical energy, I thought Scotty was going to take that, but sure. I'm Megan Danger uh, from from podcasts, from various podcasts. Which ones? I don't know. Take your pick. If you, I, if you listen to Welcome to Night Vale or My Brother, My Brother and Me, I'm not on either of those, but you can oh. pretend I am. I'm your third co-host, Dean Winchester, but you can call me Scotty Moore. I also Sammy. am from podcasts. You can Sammy. hear me in three different episodes of My Brother, My Brother and Me in the audience. This is the ranking. How many episodes of My Brother, My Brother and Me have we been in in the audience? That's what our show is. That's all we talk about in this show, is how often we're in My Brother, My Brother and Me. You guys remember when we decided to re-record the intro of the episode because the last time we recorded, it was too ridiculous and weird, and so we said, let's re-record the open so it's more succinct and calm so people can really get a feel for the show? 
jumping from that, nice segue, Scotty, uh, to what this show is. Uh, so this is a new TTRPG based off of the play, uh, the Powered by the Apocalypse system, uh, built by yours truly and my wonderful co-hosts. We wrote a game, by which we mean, I mean, Charles pretty much wrote the, the game and I helped a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, and it was very much like inspired by Monster of the Week style, like things like that. And so you could say this game we've created is familiar, but not too familiar. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. Not, not Fuck off. God damn it. <laughs> um, Wait, so... we, can't, we can't talk about him anymore. Bean, bean, he's canceled, remember? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bean, bean Dad has beans. been canceled. Now we have to remember that this is going to air like like at least months away from being dead. Like this is like way far <laughs> past being dead relevance at this point. So um okay. So the weird say, you, you could say we created a monster. <laughs> yes. His name is Bean Dad. In in our first episode, <laughs> we must hunt down the Bean Dad. Yes. This first uh this first uh arc that we're telling is all about the Bean Dad, so just be aware of the the, the plight of the Bean Dad. So you know, X Files had the smoking man. We have the bean dad. <laughs> um, okay, so the weird. What sets it to be a bit different? I just want to just talk about that a little bit. You can listen to the full full aspect of this in our episode zero on Patreon for free. You don't have to pay for anything, but if you do want to go to our Patreon, there's a whole bonus episode uh, to this uh, this project which is about like four hours of extra content right off the bat and it's awesome it involves uh sasquatch eye and a small town in virginia that that does cost money but the episode zero uh is an explanation of our whole kind of rule set and gameplay and that is for free and that's it patreon.com slash join the weird uh, patreon.com slash join the weird yes um or you can go to our website join the weird.com and you also get to hear explanations for exactly who the hell me and Megan are portraying in this show. Yes. Um, so with this project, uh, what separates it a little bit from like um, the Monsters of the Week and the other Powered by the Apocalypse games is kind of a few things. Uh, number one being low magic. So there isn't really like a focus on the players having access to a lot of magical abilities. Um, we do a... Uh, group leveling system, which is pretty interesting. We'll talk about that more down the road. Uh, we have uh, factions. So factions uh, push the story forward. We also do an episodic format. And the other thing is that your goals here aren't to murder everything. Uh, like a lot of the Powered by the Apocalypse Says systems you. are. This is, okay. <laughs> we'll be death, the judge of that. De death, yeah. Once we actually play this episode we'll, we'll figure out if you guys just like murder the the bean dad or what have you but um but in this game specifically like the goals aren't to like murder bean dad your goal is to understand bean dad and tr try to try to solve the mystery instead of to murder the bean dad it's it's very mystery uh focused and like you said, the, the big influences are things like X-Files, uh, Twin Peaks, and uh, in fact, it's very, it's, it's very nostalgia-based. It takes place in the, that, that most mysterious of decades, the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to say that Scotty 
uh, bought a shit ton of Beanie Babies. He's like, why don't we just give out some Beanie Babies? You know what people liked in the 90s? Fucking Beanie Babies, baby. They did. Yeah, this is I mean, very it's true. Not, it's not, yeah, it's not untrue. Uh, and I think one of the bigger things that makes this uh, an interesting show is we're not 100% done with the game yet. You you get to help with that. Yes. Y you, specifically. <laughs> not you. You. Not you, Bean Dad, but anyone else. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, Bean, Bean Dad. Dad. Uh, but, yeah, so um, the members of our Patreon get to help us build out this game as we go and playtest with us. Um, so you are helping us build this game as it goes along. But in the end, this here, what we are doing with this podcast, this podcast is just us playing the game. The game stuff... We're going to be focusing more on the Patreon stuff. But are you guys ready to jump into it? To play yes. <laughs> to play this game? <laughs> we sure are. Yes. So let's change the mood from us being goofy boys to something that's a bit more serious. To change the mood just slightly, I want you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. Now, open your eyes. You're staring down a dark hallway, dimly lit by old light bulbs every 15 feet. Cables reach down into the darkness, pulling something towards you. Sound of grinding gears get closer and closer, louder and louder as the cables pull a metal box towards you. Slowly, but consistently, the box gets closer. Suddenly, with a jerk, the box stops 15 feet away from you. Two men walk into an empty elevator, and the doors close. The man on the left is Hal Bishop, a tall, thin CIA agent that prefers to keep to himself unless the mission calls for it. And in the elevator, he is doing just that. The man on the right is Rudy Navarro, a front desk receptionist for the Department of Transportation. He's a shorter, balding man with rounded glasses. He gets mistaken for George Costanza from Seinfeld, and if you looked at him, you'd completely agree. The only thing cutting through the awkward silence between these two is the awful elevator music that plays above them. Is this your first day on the gig? I just kind of stare at the elevator buttons as like the, the I assume it illuminates what floor we're on. I just kind of stare at it. Well, uh, y'all, y'all are usually a bunch of silent types who, who go to that, that, uh, that office, um, except for, except for Ash, but that's a whole other thing. You know, they, they like to talk a, a lot, a lot. They like to talk a lot. So, uh, uh, we've got another like 30 floors here uh, before we get to the top. 
uh, top of the building. Um, what about your? Where 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 are you from? Where where are you from? How much longer do we have? The elevator runs really slow. It's we got about like another twenty five floors. Tall building, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty tall. I'm sorry. Do I am I talking too much? I'll. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, no. It, it, it's fine. It's it's okay. I just um. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting this today. I mean, you've got a uh, classified clearance here, mm-hmm. and basically my job here today, and I'm so sorry if I'm pissing you off, but my job here today is just to 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 send you off to the Department of Weird and get you all squared away there and get you all squared away. So I apologize. Apology accepted. <laughs> Pull out my cell phone. I just start playing games on it. I'm playing Snake on my Nokia. The elevator door opens to the top floor of the Department of Transportation, which even though you're only looking through the door, you can already tell it's busy as people rush by the door. Rudy exits the elevator and Hal follows. They walk down the hallway and they pass a conference room, a nice sized area where a few agents are enjoying their lunch, and an office with the label Associate Director for Response and Recovery on a plaque against the wall. Rudy and Hal take a right down another hallway. As they head further down, less and less people pack the space. The end of the hallway gets dimmer as a few of the fluorescent tube lights have burned out. We head to the back of the hallway to a room with a plaque with the words Department of Weird written on it in Sharpie. You can hear somebody singing from the inside. I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Oh, take it, Greedy! And Greeny is a massive, oversized, stuffed, little green uh, UFO man who is leaned against a desk. And it kind of slumps over and falls to the ground. And Ashtelaney is sitting with their feet on their desk and they go, Oh, Greeny, voice of an angel, as always. And so Ash is at their desk with this massive, stuffed, uh, little green UFO man. And in this office, where the lights are pretty much just as dim and flickery as the hallway, there is a huge bookcase in the middle that kind of dominates the space that is just overflowing with different books, uh, most of them very old and just kind of dusty and all over the place and in piles all the ones that didn't fit in the bookcase all around it there are two separate uh coffee machines one is a lot older one looks like the newest like brand new model both are currently in use there's also a just like a a coffee urn um that's on like its own little like a burner yeah, like a burner that's sitting on. Is it on shaped a like a human person urn? Because no, no, feels... no, not a, not like an urn urn. What do you call like a a coffee like the coffee like a, pot? Yeah, like a coffee pot urn is <laughs> a 
word for like a, a pot, you weirdo. Um, I have never heard a coffee pot be called the coffee urn. Clearly, I, you don't drink enough coffee. I uh, prefer I mean, this I'm, universe where Delaney has an urn that they <laughs> drink coffee out of. It's a coffee pot. It's on like a freestanding burner that's been plugged in. The coffee pot has clearly been stolen from like a, a break room from another part of the building. And it's sitting on a burner that is resting on an empty desk that is opposite of Delaney's. And it's clearly been cleared off from whoever the former occupant is. There are two computers. There's one on the empty desk that's currently sitting blank. There's one on Delaney's desk. I mean, obviously they are like the newest models, but because this is 1990, <laughs> they're, you know, older computers. Delaney's has like free cell or whatever currently on it uh there is a skull that is sitting on what looks like a filing cabinet that is also overflowing with just a mess of files that maybe is in some kind of order but the order is not known to any person except probably delaney the skull is not a human skull if you had to guess, it it looks like something human adjacent, but the the teeth are all wrong. And uh, the final thing you notice dominating the the space are huge posters of um, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton and yes, uh, and uh, oh god, now I, I I had it, I had it, and I lost it. Kenny David Rogers, Byrne. no oh, David I was Byrne. Hoping, I was hoping Kenny Dolly Rogers. Dolly Parton and da- Dolly Parton and David Byrne and the and the various Talking Heads. Rudy kind of knocks on the door. It says, "Um, um, at Agent Agent Delaney, um, this this Rudy, here- oh, is that is my takeout here? I've got the I've got some twenties on the other desk. You can just." You can tell them they can keep the change. And they better and they better have the, both the crab rangoons I ordered this time. No, no, uh, no, Agent Delaney. This is this is your your new um uh your your partner. This is uh my what now? Yeah, you've you didn't get the memo. I've I've got a perfectly good partner right here, and they they grab. The, they grab the stuffed uh, alien. Greeny here is as loyal and true and has just the most incredible singing voice you will ever hear in a, in a dog's age. Now, where's my takeout, Rudy? I swear to God, if one of the bastards on the 15th floor stole it again, I will go down there and I will smash their skull against the ground if I have to. Uh, okay, th- Things seem clear here. They they already have a partner. I can bolt back to the CIA perfectly fine. I understand the mix-up. Seems their partner's already in there, so I'm going to head out. And then uh, Rudy kind of, like, grabs uh, grabs Hal and pulls Hal into the room. Just, uh, there's a lot more strength with this small man than you expect. <laughs> so he pulls, he, he kind of, like, whips you in. Um... Uh, Agent Delaney, this is Agent Bishop, Hal Bishop. He is your new partner here uh, at the Department of Transportation. He's going to be uh, working cases with you, um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's why that's why he is he is here today to uh, 
help you with your the the prob the problems that you run into where we we the cops get called on you for some of the stuff that you you know that that part where you say weird stuff on the road and people think that you're doing illegal things you know that part it's not okay that that's happened like t- twice maybe L- look rudy i'll make a deal with you you find my takeout and i'll take hal how about that please rudy just salutes and a, walks out the room. A deal's a deal. <sighs> well, Agent. You're, a, you're a big boy, aren't you, Hal? They're mm-hmm. growing them big down at Langley now. I do what I can. So this is the proverbial department of weird. It's just one office. It's, I don't think that's a department. It seems like you're just a person. I mean, you know, efficiency. I, I, the, I'm all they need. I'm a department of one. I mean, also, it's kind of a, a necessity, I suppose. My, my last partner kind of went to pieces, uh, so to speak. That was Sarah Watterson. Um, after we ran into a, a telekinetic down in Louisiana... She, oh, wait, she went, wait. She went um, a, a little I'm, bit... Uh, I, I'm, little I'm sorry, bit could you insane, just... Re- and then, Wait, and then, of no, course, no, 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 can that, you, can, there wait, was, no, go back to the beginning, Davis. did you, did, uh, Dave, Agent, went to pieces in a, Agent a little Delaney, bit more of an Agent Delaney, literal, and I just shake, yep. I shake. Hey, 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 buy me dinner first there, son. What did you what just you, what say? What was your name again, big boy? Um, Agent Hal Bishop, CIA, nice to meet you. Um, did you say telekinetic? Yes. That means that means moving things with their mind. Yeah, I know no, sometimes I, you boys I, from the from the CIA are a little bit slow. I know that those five dollar words tend to trip you up every now and again. No, I I know what a telekinetic is. I also know it's a complete and total fiction. I've read about them before. What what are you, what are you talking? Is this okay? Level with me. Is this some sort of scam you're running here? I, I mean, telekinetics are not real. <laughs> Oh, this is gonna be Sarah Watterson all over again, isn't it? Okay. So I just I assume this desk is is mine over here, and I I I'll just I'll I'll get to work. Just tell me what I need to do, and I'll do it. I walk over to the desk and um, attempt to steal the twenty dollars that that Delaney had left out. <laughs> Okay, give give me give me back my money now. That was, that no, was no, hold up, hold up. Oh. We're oh yeah, we're gonna come back a little bit. This is in fact a TTRPG. So oh. when you say shit like that, like you're going to steal, <laughs> you have to roll for it. So I'm going to make you roll for uh for the first roll of this game. All right. Welcome to the first roll of the game. The first roll of the game is to steal money from my partner. Little bastard. <laughs> so this is this is a con roll. Um, it's uh, the move steal. So uh, oh damn, um, you got a plus two to that, you little monster. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you make an attempt to steal something without being seen, roll con a ten plus. You complete uh, you easily complete this with nobody noticing. Seven to nine, you're able to t- obtain the item, but the person that you're stealing from knows. Uh, and it now must be dealt with. Anything lower, it doesn't happen. 
Uh, I rolled an eight plus two, so it's ten. <laughs> you fucker. First roll of the game, it's a success. That's good omens, baby. So yeah, I sit down and type away on the keyboard and just kind of slide a hand forward onto the stack of 20s, pull them back and pocket them. I guess the lady's um, back is turned. <laughs> so, uh, how how recently did you uh, did you graduate? Uh, about three years ago. Three years ago it was. So what'd you do to end up here? In those those three years? Really wish I could tell you, but I just kind of showed up today. And they said, you are going to be reporting to the Department of Weird, which not exactly what I was expecting when arriving here. Um, but yeah, I have been working with the CIA for about three years. Um, work's been getting slow for the past couple of months. So they told me to report here. I assumed to pick up my own Lambo or perhaps a Ferrari and... Instead, I get told I'm reporting to you, so I I'm not exactly sure what's going on. I don't know if this is a prank. Maybe this is a goof that they're pulling on me. Um, but yeah, that that's that's why I'm here. Well, could always use a a fresh face, more uh, more chum in the water, so to speak. Another Sarah Watterson, another Davis McKenney. Another Carly Toledo. Oof, man, we were scraping her off the sidewalk for, like, three days. So you're saying I should be out of here in, like, six months. Seems like there's pretty quick turnaround here. I should be back at the CIA in no time. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll be, you'll be out of here one way or another, more than likely, with your disposition. Well, that's good to hear. Excellent. Um, so what report? Do you need me to type up any reports, any paperwork? What, what, what have I got to do here? Uh, no, no, we're, we're going out into the field. Oh. You're gonna, you're gonna get your feet wet, Bishop. Okay. This is a very hands-on job, you'll find. Ah, okay, good. I, I'll be honest with you, paperwork was all they had me do back at the CIA, so I'm actually excited to go out on the field. What do you do exactly here? Uh, all kinds of things. Mostly retrieval, uh, investigation. Uh, all, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of investigate, a lot of research, a lot of very, very hands-on, uh, a lot of talking to people. Um, would you consider yourself a people person, Hal? I... Well, people think I'm a people person. Uh, I guess it's one of the skills I developed at the CIA. I'm very good with people, um, mostly because I'm not a fan of them. So that means I, I can actually lie, get information out of them, manipulate them, because, because that's one of my trained skill sets, I guess, that they train me at the CIA. I'm, very, I'm good with people. I don't like them, though. That was a much longer answer than I needed. You could have just said yes or no. Mm, but it's more complicated. I guess yes. Yes. All right, that's fantastic, because we're going to be doing a lot of that. And the people around here seem to think that I need a babysitter when it comes to people. And that's annoying. But you know what? That It sounds like you're going to be good at that. So, you know, if I'm going to be... 
saddled with someone who may not take this job as seriously as I would like, they may as well do their intended purpose. But you know what? We're going to have fun. We're going to have fun here together. Hal, you and I, for as long as you may be in this position, we're going to have a great time. So let's get, let's get out of here. Let's get ready to go. Um, I just got one question for you before we, we head out and uh, see what you're going to be driving here for the Department of Transportation. Oh, so I do get a car. Okay, good. I was I was hoping for like a Lambo. I don't know what they've got available, but I'm sure like this seems like a very high level organization, not just because it's high up in the building, but it seems like with such a high level organization, we should we should have a decent vehicle, right? How you said you've worked for the government for three years. I, I really would think you would know better than that. But anyway, here's my question for you. Are you a fan of the Michael Crichton novel, Jurassic Park? Ash leads Hal outside of the office and they walk down the hallway. And as they do, Rudy comes back in with the delivery driver and says, Hey, Ash, uh, and you're gone at this point, mind you. Uh, Ash, Ash, uh, your delivery, your, your food's here. Uh, he looks around for, for the, the cash to, to pay for the food. He says, oh, damn it, not again. And he has to pull out his wallet and pay the guy the food. And he's like, here, he, here you go. Here's, here's, here's your money. Keep, keep the change. We're completely See, gone no. at this point, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay. See, your actions have consequences. And hey, now well, you have pissed off. My, those weren't my actions. <laughs> you both find yourselves uh, leaving the office you head down the elevator into the garage where there's this big um like security desk where they kind of like a security building where they check out all the cars you 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 walk up to it and the individual sitting inside uh, a chris hardy she uh she looks at you and says hi hi folks uh are you here to pick up a vehicle? That we are. Hi, Special Agent Hal Bishop. Nice to meet you. Um, yeah, we were here to pick up a vehicle for the Department of Weird. Yeah, I know it's a terrible name, but uh, yeah, uh, we're we're here to pick up our uh, assigned vehicle. Thank you. Wonderful. I'm gonna ch check in on that, and uh, she clacks away on her keyboard a little bit. Just. The, the lady's just standing back, kind of just letting this play out because they know how it's going to go. They're, they're just kind of hands off on this one. All right. So the your car will be here in a couple minutes. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Dave, here's here's the keys for the car. Can you go pick it up? Thanks. Uh, and uh, Dave, the the assistant, uh, goes to go pick up the vehicle as you two are just standing there awkwardly with each other. You're a legend, Dave. Thank you. How's it going, Chris? Good. It's, you know, it's, it's Monday. You know how I feel about Mondays. You know how Garfield feels about Mondays. Did you see the, did you see the one this week? I, I don't read the, the newspapers. I mean, occasionally I'll check the obituaries to see if someone died in a particularly fascinating or obscure way. But uh, otherwise, I, I don't find them particularly compelling. Uh, Chris goes, uh-huh. And she looks at Hal. How are you enjoying your new job with clenched teeth? 
after like this is the kind of shit that that Chris deals with when talking with Ash always. Well, I am certainly here for this job. And take of that what you what you will. Sounds like the usual thing with the Department of Weird. Yeah, um they were they were actually telling me that they've gone through quite a few assistants throughout their day. Is that I'm sorry, is that what I have to call myself? Am I an assistant or can I at least call myself an agent? You know the thing I was trained for? No, yes. You're an assistant until I decide that you've earned the rank of partner. Yep, that's how it always goes. Yep, those are the rules. Mm-hmm. You figured it out. <laughs> I turn back to Chris. Are they lying right now? <laughs> Dave! <laughs> Dave! And the car pulls up as... as uh, And you can hear it. And I mean, like, you can hear just, like, the engine just struggling as it pulls up. You hear the, the brakes just kind of squeal. The rest of the vehicles that are, you know, pulled out of this this space are just that 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 um, just like nice black sheen. This one has like one single door that's like a nice yellow color. Um, as well <laughs> oh. as like the rest of the vehicle is painted with primer. Um just so, ugliest like, orange. Yes, it, it's it's disgusting. Um, tires, tires are. You just hear the brakes just squeal. You hear everything else. It says uh, Dave uh, t- struggles to get the door open, uh, and uh, as he as he does, uh, you hear you hear like the the uh, engine kick back once, and he's like, "All right, here's your car," and he tosses Hal the the keys to. The Ford Fiesta. I <laughs> I assume Dave comes back in, throws me the keys, and I go, thank you very much. And then I turn around. Is it... Is the car... Is it behind the Ford Fiesta? I'm sorry. Is it parked perhaps a little bit farther away? I, I don't I don't see my car. Um, for the uh, and Chris Chris kind of interrupts you for the less important jobs here at Department of Transportation, including the Department of Weird. Uh, we we offer still cars, uh, but unfortunately we cannot offer. That's generous. That is generous. Calling that a car. That is a that is a fire waiting to happen. Dave, it's time for lunch, right? And uh, Chris kind of uh, stands up, and uh, Chris and Dave uh, head out of the room. puts a sign in the door, says "We'll be back in 30, and walks off uh, towards uh, their lunch room. Four years of special training for this, for a Ford Fiesta. Are there any cliffs nearby I can drive this off of? Um. The nearest one is probably at least an hour and a half away, but uh, we'll see if we can find any on the way to Alabama. Where? Alabama. That's where we're going. Okay. Let's go. You thought we were getting a Lamborghini. (laughs) It was adorable.
Hey everybody, Charles here, jumping into the middle of this episode to go over some housekeeping. Uh, I'm going to try to keep these as short and sweet and to the point uh, as humanly possible, just to get you uh, back into the show as quickly as possible. So, um, But we do have some housekeeping, and we will go over that here right now. So, number one. Episode zero is now officially live on our Patreon, uh, and you can go to that by going to patreon.com slash join the weird. Uh, that is also in the show notes of this episode, um, and that is absolutely free. You don't have to pay for our uh, Patreon to do so to listen to that, but that explains the game that we're playing, which is something that we are personally building out. It's a brand new game using the Powered by the Apocalypse system. It's a really, really solid little game that we're building out here. And I think that you would like to, if you're if you're into TTRPGs, which hopefully you are listening to this podcast, check it out. Um, besides from that, we've got some extra bonus content on our Patreon as well. So we have an ad-free experience. So if you don't want to listen to me in the middle of this episode talk about the things that you would get in patreon you could just jump uh jump right into the next the the next section of the show which is really nice uh it features a bonus episode that we recorded um this bonus episode is about four hours of content and features a full storyline based around corgis and sasquatches highly recommend it it's a lot of fun it's it's good it's real good it's i don't want to spoil it but it's real good um real spooky too uh so you'll have access to the game that we're playing already mentioned that uh behind the scenes content as well as a bunch of other super secret stuff so uh stuff that i don't necessarily want to spoil but um you'll have access to all of that on our patreon and you can go to that at uh the website is www.patreon.com slash join the weird um, thank you to everybody who's already subscribed to our Patreon without having really released an episode. I've been trying to release the episodes on Patreon a little bit early because uh, they have been giving us money. And I really appreciate that. And I didn't want it just to sit around without putting anything up. So, um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, if you can support us on Patreon, awesome. If you can't and you still want to support us... Uh, Consider sharing the show with friends uh, and family, people who would be interested in the show. That is the best uh, way to spread the word of a show is word of mouth. So if you can, um, send it to some friends. Um, thank you so much to our network loudspeaker. Uh, loudspeaker is a uh, hybrid radio station slash podcasting network dedicated to uh, supporting underserved voices in uh, minority communities, you know, just like ourselves, three non-binary creators, a loudspeaker supports us as well as many other members of underserved communities. So highly recommend, highly, highly, highly recommend checking out some of the other shows on loudspeaker. Uh, and you can go check out a lot of the stuff. And there's a 24 hour music station and it's a lot of really cool stuff uh, at loudspeaker.fm and that's uh, loudspeaker.fm. That's also in the show notes as well. Um, so also this show is bi-weekly, right? So you can, on the opposite weeks, we are going to be releasing a show on loudspeaker called The Vibe, which is an in-universe radio show hosted by a character we created called Cheyenne Madej, uh, who is played by Nancy Dreckman, uh, a wonderful, wonderful actress. Uh, we we love her to death. Uh, and you can go listen to that on loudspeaker and poss possibly the Patreon. We're trying to make sure that that's all uh, kosher there. 
but um, yeah, besides from that, what else do we have on this list of things that I need to go over? I think that's it. Keeping it short and sweet. So yeah, so uh, thank you so much for for supporting the show, listening to the show already. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. And we'll get right back into the show as after a brief word from our sponsors. I'm David Lynch here to tell you about Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Ford Fiesta drives off, uh, and you are now on your way to Alabama, which from uh, Washington D.C., the home of the Department of Transportation, is a significant drive. Um, I am kind of worried a little bit about the Ford Fiesta not making it all the way. Um, however, we did do a whole uh, rolling in our test episode, uh, which you can listen to on Patreon. Uh, but you can listen to our test episode where they do break down. This time, they make it to Alabama. So as they have driven together, I'm guessing basically in silence from D.C. to Alabama, which... I'm going to real quick. Hal is chain smoking the whole way there. Hal is done. Ash doesn't do anything in silence. It is a 12 hour drive. So two full Ooh. days um, of driving. Or do you guys do it in just one, one go? I think Hal wants to do this in one go. I think Hal wants this to be over ASAP. <laughs> I think uh, we have left Atlanta, right? So you have you have driven outside of Atlanta, got gas in Atlanta, and you've you've driven uh, down through Georgia and into Alabama at this point. And so, so uh, we've passed my home. We passed through my home on the way over. Mm -hmm. So um, with that too, I think that there are. I think uh, Ash tries to have a conversation at this point with Hal. So, I'm not seeing a lot of government official buildings here. Where exactly are we going for this? We're going to a, a little place called Carrion Hill. Uh, it's about a half hour outside of Birmingham. According to the dossier notes... Okay, hang on. Where... Uh, there's the map we've been using. That's... Nope, that's a... That's yesterday's newspaper. That's... No... Oh, wait... <laughs> That's part of a. This is part of a play that I've been working on. It's about this thing called the Loveland Frog. It's it's gonna be a musical. Focus up, please. What what's the mission? This is supposed to be a fun drive. Remember? Anyway, from what I was told in the dossier, a jogger was murdered, and local law enforcement thinks that it was some kind of big bird, like a, a vulture or an eagle, which is really silly if you think about it like yeah a vulture swooped down and just murdered a jogger kind of gives you a giggle if you think about it but uh there were tracks around that were way too big to be a, a, a bird like like actual tracks on the ground like something was on foot 
Um, which is which is pretty weird, right? And uh, there's also another thing to keep in mind about this area is lots of dino bones around. Oh, okay. This seems like it's an animal control issue. This doesn't exactly seem like it's our. Well, I don't know exactly what our territory is. Is that is that what we do? Is hunt animals? I I don't understand. Our territory is anything outside the norm, pal. Okay. And we we really don't we really don't hunt. Well, hmm. I mean, I guess we hunt if it starts doing like a hunting thing. We 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 research. We uh we we take a we we go. We take a look around. We talk to some people. We examine things. A lot of times there's nothing there. There it's some kids with some some really big footprint toys and a camera and some strobe lights and they knock you over and they kick you in the ribs a lot. <laughs> but sometimes it's a really big monster with wings and claws and telekinetic abilities and they throw you against a wall and they knock you out and they kick you in the ribs a lot. But if you can capture it, then you bring it back to the facility and you can put it in like a big holding area and you can ask it a lot of questions and sometimes you can play, you can play bridge with it and it's a very good bridge partner, and its name is Steve. So this is all bullshit. Good, thank you. And I continue driving. Did they brief you on anything, Al, or did they just send you to my office? The first I heard about the department was the instant I walked through and heard you attempting to sing Jolene. Who sings that, by the way? Are you serious? Yeah, who sings Jolene? Dolly Parton, how? Well, but we keep it that way in the future. Anyways. This is Charles slow clapping to build to a ravenous <laughs> applause for that joke. Congratulations, that was, that was, that was so beautiful. <laughs> the lady kind of sinks into their, their chair a little bit. So Carrion Hill, that's it? Ca- Carrion Hill, yep, just follow the line on the map. I'm on it. All right. Um, so you both make your way, like, through Alabama. And at this point, you guys, it's silent the rest of the way until you get into the town of Carrion Hill. Because that, that one bit was just, it was just too much <laughs> for you. That was so funny. <laughs> uh, um, um, but as soon as, you, as soon as you pull into the town, you, it's a very, very small town. It's got like a population of like 2,000 people altogether. You, you drive in and basically it's about like maybe three different neighborhoods, uh, two, on the, two on the right, one on the left, um, with like maybe about 10 streets each for each neighborhood. But the biggest thing that you notice is that there are more churches in this town than uh, restaurants. There are about 10 different churches as you drive through here. Um, yep, but this there is Alabama. Is, in fact, <laughs> there is, in fact, two restaurants and one gas station in this town. 
Ten churches, two restaurants, one gas station. So uh, you you drive into town, and one other piece of information that you uh, that you weren't given in the dossier, but you do have, is that you do have an archaeologist, a, a paleontologist. I apologize for all of you fucking nerds out there, uh, a paleontologist uh, who is your kind of contact in this town, um, Oscar Cooper. Uh, and Oscar Cooper is the, the individual who has kind of contacted you all about the um, the events uh, here, or, or is your contact person, because they are also intrigued by everything that's going on here with the dinosaurs, and also believes that there are, in fact, dinosaurs here. So we're going to meet Agent Cooper. A Dr. Cooper. <laughs> Do- <laughs> Dr. Cooper. That's a great... Oscar Cooper, that's a great name. Anyway, so we go meet Agent Cooper. <laughs> Dr. Cooper. Um, so <laughs> you, um, you, you have a cell phone, so you have c- contacted yeah. this, uh, this, uh, Dr. Cooper beforehand. Wow. I, I don't have a cell phone. Hal has a cell phone. It's, yeah, Hal, I just hand it. Did yeah, you, we have, yeah, we have, we have, I was gonna say, should we have, should we say what's in our inventory? Our personal yeah, inventory? Yeah, I think let's, let's, now that we've done a lot of, like, character stuff i think we should talk about like what you guys have and and everything there and we can talk about different moves as they pop up yeah so we we had uh starting items that we could choose from technically we both could have had phones but i thought uh we both thought it would be funnier if only one of us had a phone and we had to work around that uh i have an emf reader and a digital camera and a med kit, because both of us are bad at fighting, so that seemed like a smart thing to do. What do you have, Hal? I have a gun with one bullet saved for a special... No, I've got a silenced <laughs> pistol, a cell phone, and a Ford fucking Fiesta, I guess. <laughs> Hal, you wouldn't happen to have a cell phone on you, would you? Yeah, I have my cell phone. It, it's mine. I need to. I need to con- call our, our contact here real quick. Can I just borrow that real, real fast? Well, I can pull. O- I can pull over if you'd like, and you can go use a. You can go use a a, a payphone. You, you have a. If you have a phone, I just. I really quickly. I don't carry a phone on me because they can. You you can be tracked through that. If I can just use your phone real fast, as as my assistant, if I could just get, get, come on phone phone please. Two seconds. <sighs> Fine. Clean Thank it afterwards. Thank you. I was gonna say th- I was Delaney was gonna say thank you, but they they cut themselves off as soon as you said that. <laughs> 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 and uh, Delaney calls uh, Doctor Cooper. I don't know if you think that's a conversation worth having, or if we just cut to. In this situation, I don't think it's like, hey. It's me, Dr. Cooper. <laughs> uh, I want you to go over to this, uh, this yeah. uh, restaurant. No, uh, so Dr. Cooper has held up himself as of right now inside of a restaurant. One of the, the two restaurants in town. Uh, one that has a name, but the other one that is just called the Pizza Bar. It is, they serve pizza, and it's also a bar. So, and he's kind of hold himself up there in one of the booths inside the pizza bar, and he tells you this, and he, he directs you uh, into town to meet meet there. So, I think I think you both uh, make your way into town. You you drive past the the ten churches. Nine. There's one on the outskirts of town. You don't see that tenth <laughs> one. 
Um, Important but, distinction. Uh, right, exactly. But you do make your way to the pizza bar, which is across the street from the gas station. So, uh, and there's a bunch of children playing in the road when you get there, uh, which uh, seems weird. But as you uh, pull out, you can see that your car is the only one who has passed through in probably an hour. So it does seem perfectly fine for these children to be playing in the middle of the road. So I think at this point, what do you guys have a conversation beforehand? Do you walk into the building? What what happens here? I think we just go in. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And you can see like the the checkered floor, uh, uh, you know, uh, inside of the building. It's really really dark. Very moody lighting. There is just over to the right so is it's where a you order. Sexy pizza bar. <laughs> Uh, there's powerful, yes. there's powerful bisexual lighting over Doctor Cooper. Yes, uh, in fact, I was just thinking of like my memories of going to Pizza Hut as a child and how like innately sexual yeah. Pizza Hut used to be in the '90s. The inherent uh, eroticism oh, still is. of '90s Pizza Hut. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of like how what I was what I was picturing there. Uh, but you see. You see the, um, over to the right is where you order, like, the pizza, where they cook all the pizzas. Over to the left is where they have the bar. And the, talking about the innate sexuality of this building, the, the, the bartender is just, just, like, getting into a glass as he wipes it down. Just, like, getting in there, just, like, full on, just fisting this cup as he cleans it. <laughs> and it's just, it, you don't feel good about it. Um, I hate this. <laughs> So, um, and off to, like, as you turn towards the bar, off to the left, there's booths, and, um, most of them there are empty, there's, like, an old couple seated closer to the bar in one of the booths, but one that's a little bit closer to you is, like, filled with, like, stacks of paper, and there's, like, a a map laying on it, and, uh, you can see a tall, blonde, uh, gentleman who is just sitting at the table, kind of reading through his papers, disorganized, and he, he points he points at you. He, you guys have never seen each other before, but he's just like, oh, Agent Delaney? This is, this is great for an audio medium. Yeah. Everybody can Charles see. Charles is pointing. Charles is squinting. Charles, oh, and I pointing. did explain. I did explain. He, he's just like looking. He looks, he looks at you, and he's just, he's pointing, like trying to think about if if it's you just that awkward moment if you've never met somebody before being like oh is it is it is it is this the right person agent delaney is that you uh yes dr cooper yeah yeah come on come on sit down both of you come on come on over here come on sit down sit down come on sit down he says it a little bit too uh, like too much he says like (laughs) come on and sit down even like when you sit down he's still kind of like sit down sit down Hello, uh, D- Dr. Cooper, this is my, this is my new, uh, b- is a, a part, assist, assist, part, assistant partner, uh, agent, agent Bishop. Uh, agent Bishop, uh, nice to meet you, and he, he reaches out like a hand, uh, to, to shake. Yes, I'm certainly meeting you, and you may perceive it as nice, yes, thank you. So, um, well, welcome to, uh, to Carrion Hill, um. I'm really excited about this. Dinosaurs, am I right? I I know it's it, it could potentially be extremely interesting and very exciting. Um have there been any new developments since last we spoke? Mm, I mean, here 
here's the problem that I'm running into. Maybe maybe y'all can help me out with this one, but n they don't really like uh, you know people of authority here. Uh, so when I when I mentioned who I was, they immediately kind of turned me away, and they weren't really willing to talk to me. So I'm I'm hoping that that you all can can figure out something to do there. Hmm. So. Deep cover it is. Yeah. I mean, if you want, I mean... So wait, the thing we went to school for, for years, I assume you as well, to give us authority in these situations, they're just not down with that? Or what is it? Hal, nobody trusts the government. I don't even trust the government. Fair. Fair. So who do we need to contact? That's... that. I mean, honestly getting any kind of information about the, the people here. You can ask the, the sexy bartender over there. You can ask the pizza guy, whoever you want to talk to. You know, I think we could probably just start from there, but there, nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to talk to me. Is any of the, are any of these policemen here at this bar right now? Seems like a small town. So I assume that this would be one of their haunts. Um, actually, I do want you to roll for this. It's weird. Um, they, they all right. even, you're just like, you're you're just a a you're paleontologist. You're not even like Johnny Law. <laughs> right. So, um actually, yeah, I'm going to have I'm going to have Hal roll for this one. Um Ash, okay. what I'll have you do is um find something else to roll for. Yeah. Uh, and then we because like, I'm, I'm probably going to go maybe look like if if you're going to talk to people, maybe I'm going to go look at like or I'm going to ask like where the thing was or something or I don't know if we don't want to split up yeah um, well I rolled a 7 plus 1 for my pry which of course is our okay. investigative skill and so that's an 8 so you get to answer one of the questions where would I find blank how secure is blank who or what is related to blank who owned or employed blank who or what is blank most valuable to and what is the relationship between blank and blank where would I find the people with information? Where is where is Hal from? Um, Chicago. From from your experience at the CIA, um, I think the the biggest thing that you know is in smaller towns. There's a few people in charge. Um, number one, people who who work at the church are usually the people who are in charge of the the town. There are ten different churches to choose from, so. Um, with that, I'm sure you could probably get more information from somebody at one of those churches. There is kind of like a, a small, like mayor building that's in town that you can, that you can go to for information or honestly talking to the bartender because he sees everybody in town may also be a good choice. Uh, and that's kind of the information that you, that you have there. Agent Delaney. Yeah. What's our policies on drinking on the job? Uh, we don't, we don't, I mean, probably whatever the, the government is. My personal policy is that I don't have a policy about things. It's whatever gets us closer to what we're trying to do. Excellent. You gonna go be a, a, a naughty, drinky boy there, Hal? I am. Um, now, I have a question for Charles. Given that this is a pizza place, normal drinks, I assume, are 
uh, out for you to, like, get yourself. In other words, there is a massive, like, sweet tea jug that you can pour your beverage from and, and stuff like that. Right. Um, you can see that. However, it's it's very important to understand, like, the bar side of things. Uh, normally, when you go to a bar, you see a bunch of different, like, varieties of alcohol with this bar specifically and being in such a small town you see like one bottle of vodka one bottle of whiskey one bottle of gin that's it maybe like some some mixers in like a fridge next to it but it's not very well stocked so there is like that's all i need that's all i need um i go up to the bar um hi pardon me can can i get a drink yeah of course and he's still just like cleaning that glass just like what what can i what can i get for you you are wrist deep in that glass huh um yeah. <laughs> could i get a could i get a double of your strongest whiskey yeah we've got we've got jack that's about it that's pretty strong does that work all right that will that will that is more than what i need sounds sounds good so he just he pours you he pours you a double um, you want you want anything uh, mixed with it? You want anything just just on on ice? Anything? Oh no no no! I am uh, I'm Irish by trade, so obviously oh. just a full glass if you don't mind. All right, well, how uh, here here you go and enjoy. Thank thank you. We're we're celebrating tonight. We're actually uh, we're we're celebrating uh, a big promotion at work. Oh, congrats! Where 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 do you folks work? Uh, we work at an office out in Birmingham, one of the uh, one of the marketing offices. Yeah, we are more than excited. This gives us so much more stuff to do out there. Nice, congrats! What brings you out to to Carrion Hill here? Well, we heard so much about the pizza bar. We we love this concept because, like, what's everyone's two favorite things? Pizza and bar. And you guys, <laughs> I mean, you mixed it together. This is amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you. You know, uh, the owners the the owners came up with the idea because they they agree with you one hundred percent. You know, pizza and and alcohol mix really well. Why not have the two things that people want? So that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. So I'm actually going to uh, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm going to go back to the celebration. But me and you, we're we're going to have a, a a chat later. Sounds and, sounds good. I'll be here. I'm here all night. And. As I make my way back to the table, I stop by the sweet tea, pour out the whiskey, and then fill it back up with sweet tea. And then I just take it like a shot. Uh, the bartender looks at you and just gives you another thumbs up. What? Well, no, I don't want him to see <laughs> what I'm doing. Oh, he or does d- he just see me take the shot of whatever it is? Yeah, he, see- he sees you take the shot of of the the iced tea. He doesn't see you pour it out. And while this is happening, what is, what is uh, Agent Delaney doing? Delaney's gone. Delaney just leaves? Yep. Where has Delaney gone? <laughs> what have you done to me? Bye! <laughs> uh, Delaney is going to the, to the site to investigate. Um, okay. I would like to roll uh, for... Uh, where'd it go? How do you get there? Uh, I need to know. Did you try s- stealing the keys to the, no, the you, fiesta? You, you keep saying how small this place is. I'm yes, just walk you there. could walk there. Yeah, you could. You could walk there. Yeah, yeah I'm 100%. just walking there. And um, I want to explore the site 
and I want to use my I, where is this I want research because I want to use my already in, inherent knowledge my my uh I can't think of the word now like learned knowledge yeah that mm-hmm. I already got to see what I can glean before I actually have to talk to another human being or, you know, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Bishop, you know, maybe get us, get us an in to like, maybe look at the body or something like that, but. Right. So are you, okay. I'm not, I'm not so, wasting time talking to other humans or, or with whatever subterfuge. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let, <laughs> I'm gonna let Bishop be, you know, go with his, his intricate dance here. Right. So, um, well, so we, we cut to, we cut to Agent Delaney, who is, who is walking towards the, the site of where this happened. Now, where this, where this actually happened is right outside of town. Um, uh, Carrion Hill is, is known to be kind of like a mining town, which is where they found a lot of the bones, right? So they, they did a lot of, they did a lot of, uh, uh, digging, um, back in the day, like, you know, a, a ways back. You know what? No, I'm not going to tell you this information. Fuck you. You have to find it out in the moment. You have to ask for this. I'm not going to give it to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, so um, you don't have evidence yet. So right. research is not the, the the option here. You can oh, investigate okay. or you can assess. Um, but because you don't have a piece of evidence yet, the research is specifically for that when you're doing research on a p- particular piece of evidence. Okay. So you enough. don't have that yet. Okay. So, um, I think, I think I'm learning. Um, you're learning. <laughs> what? So, um, what do you want? What do you want to do? I think is the the question. Uh, you're you're I'm, heading towards the the crime scene. Yeah, I will go to the crime scene, and I want to learn what I can from it. See if there's anything. See what I can see that's out of the ordinary, and if I can find evidence that I can apply my learned knowledge to. Right. So um, the crime happened, and this is information that you did get before, um, on an old, uh, older mining site. It's still, um, it's still fenced off, this, this mining site. However, um, you know, um, it, people can access it very easily. Like, there's an open fence, totally fine. Um, and it's just, like, right south of town um, and up a hill is basically all you need to do. Right. Um, and so, also I do have my camera, so I can take pictures of everything. Yes. Cool. Um, yeah. So I think, what do you want to, uh, I guess I'm what gonna, do you, do you want to roll assess or do you want to roll investigate? I think both uh, are. Let me look at the potential questions. If I roll good and see which ones will be more useful for me. Ch- Charles, can I, do, can I have a flask just for, like character based stuff or are you going to use it in the the game I'm going to use it my plan is fill the flask with sweet tea every time I get whiskey abscond with whiskey somehow refill with sweet tea and keep chugging this quote unquote liquor so now I no longer seem like a government agent I seem like a drunken bar patron which should get endear me a bit more to the bartender I like this I'm going to give you, as like a role-playing item, I'm going to give you that flask. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. In this moment, you can have a flask. But that also means that that Agent Delaney gets to have a role-playing item, like a laser barrage cannon or whatever the fuck that you're going to decide. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to be mean in this game. You're big softy. 
I'm a big old softie. You are. I would be being such a dick right now. <laughs> oh, if I didn't get that flask, I was gonna figure something out. <laughs> Just like have see, a that's cup. the thing. I wanna, I wanna see what you would figure out. <laughs> okay. Um... Styrofoam cup filled with sweet tea held between my legs. <laughs> see, research. The rules I would get with research make way more sense here. But I guess I have to find the evidence first. Uh, right. Assess doesn't make the most sense, so I guess investigate. Assess is more just like, oh no, some, something. Uh, am I entering a dangerous situation and is something going to kill me? So investigate makes more sense. So I guess I'm a roll to investigate. Yeah, investigate makes more sense for investigating something, I think. You know what? Go drink your sweet, <laughs> Go drink your sweet tea. This is the strongest shit ever. <laughs> All right, I have rolled... Crap. I have rolled a five plus one is a six. All right, Oops. that is that is a complete failure. So that means Oops. that I get to take... I get to take a hard move against you. This um, sure is a crime scene. <laughs> yes, no, so um, you you make your way... Uh, Ash makes their way into the, the mining field... Um, and as you were, you were given this information by Dr. Cooper, you were, you were just making your way inside, uh, basically about 20 feet in, like right off the bat. So you, you start to see light billowing over the side as you hear this low hum. Um, and I don't know, you probably think it's like fucking aliens or some shit, but, uh, as soon as you get like, Jesus. But it's like that, you know, like like the X Files, where you you think something's gonna happen, something mysterious, but then it's just two cars just like blast over the side of the hill and uh, and uh, kind of surround you as a few security guards for this establishment kind of draw their weapon, like get out of the vehicle really quick, draw their weapons on you and say, "Get down on the floor, please." Uh, please get down on the floor. And uh, as soon as this happens, we cut back to we cut back to. Agent Bishop inside of the bar. Have you realized that that Delaney is is gone at this point? No, because I think now that I have the flask, I'm gonna kind of retcon a little bit and say I don't return with the whiskey glass. I say I just go to the bar, get the whiskey, dump it, replace it with sweet tea right there. Okay. So no, instead what you cut back to is, look, man, I'll tell you. People think that I'm just a, a big town guy coming from Birmingham is like a marketing whatever, but like, I don't know. I like this small town vibe. I like where, I mean, you guys know what's right here in Carrion Hill. You got all that's important in life, pizza, bar, and Jesus. And that's all this town has. It's so quiet. This big town life is crazy. Like, it's quiet here. Like, I bet nothing bad ever happens here. I, I mean, some somebody just was murdered the other day, so, like, things I, what? happen. Yeah, a big old bird wait. came down and, like, killed somebody, apparently. Wait, hold on. I don't mean to laugh because a person is dead, but a bird? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, how big? I, I, it doesn't seem like we don't get big birds around here. Yeah. So, um, uh, word around the word around the the campfire is, uh, um, one of the one of the churchgoers. I for, forget his name. It was pulling up fantasy name generator. It was, 
Henry Wilson. Uh, Henry Wilson, uh, kind of a name name here in town, uh, was was going for a for a nice little walk there and uh, found his way into the the uh, the uh, old mines that they're not really doing anything with nowadays and uh, ended up just uh, right right just ended up uh, getting attacked by a giant bird <laughs> like like an eagle or a you know some vulture or some some shit oh yeah if you ask me if you ask me that doesn't sound like murder cause murder has intent and birds don't have intent man I think this is an animal control issue. That's what I've been telling my partner this whole time. I mean, <laughs> well, talk about your partner. Uh, where, where are they? What? Did <laughs> <laughs> you say that sober? <laughs> yeah. I turn around. I turn around and look at the booth that is now empty. <laughs> Parmesan cheese littered all over it. If you'll excuse me, I gotta go. <laughs> then I get up and leave. Uh, and and then we cut to just a scene of just like a few more cars coming over, uh, security vehicles coming over the the, the head here as as Agent Delaney is just being surrounded by by uh, security guards in this establishment. Hello there. Uh, oh, this. This is gonna be fun. Charles Joseph Kelly. This chapter's introduction was written by Megan Danger. Ash Delaney is played by Megan Danger. Hal Bishop is played by Scotty Moore. Cheyenne Midday is played by Nancy Dreckman. The narrator is played by Lee Shackelford. Everyone else is played by Charles Kelly. Thanks for joining the Weird Y'all. This has been a production of Loudspeaker Networks. For more on this and other programs, visit loudspeaker.fm.